I'm not going to say I don't like Gilmore Girls, but I've definitely seen it enough where for me to say I don't like it would be not correct because I've seen too much of it. There you go, progress. I'm proud of you, Madsen. Admitting you have a problem is the first step. Welcome back to the What's Our Verdict podcast, where we fashion ourselves cinematic judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-hosts, Matson Heiner. Better red than dead. Javier Ortiz. What is up, nerds? And Ian Anderson. Some shit. All right, this is our trial series where we discuss the facts of a movie, pass judgment, and let you, the listener, know our verdict. Uh, do make sure you hit that subscribe button or leave us a five-star review. It helps us grow the podcast. Share with a friend. We'd really appreciate that. Um, also, if you enjoy good TV, make sure you check out our sister podcast, uh, What's Our Verdict TV, which you can find wherever fine podcasts are found. Uh, today's special t- is a special trial series. This movie was chosen by our listeners. Um, the options that they had to choose from were Bad Boys for Life, Just Mercy, The Gentleman, and Parasite. The winner being the best movie Oscar winner, Parasite. I'm pretty sure we got punked, guys. Yeah. I- I'm pretty sure our listeners just punked us real hard. Here's the thing is I don't think we did. This thing won the best movie Oscar, and people love this movie, dude. What people? Everyone. Yeah. Like, if you look at reviews, like, everyone loves this it's movie. It's true, as much as I, I wish I mean, just wasn't. take the poll, for instance. It won the poll, so people, even in a small sample size, it still won. That's what I'm saying. Is I don't I don't think they had us watch it because it was a good movie. I think they wanted us to watch it ironically. Uh, oh, man. I wish that were true, sir, but it is not. (laughs) So, as you can tell, we're reviewing Parasite. It was released in 2019. It was written and directed by Bung Joon-ho. It stars Kang Ho-sung, Sun Kyun Lee, Yao Zhongzhou, Wu Shik Choi, and So Dam Park. Please, I apologize because I know I screwed those names up. But the movie Parasite shows greed and class discrimination uh, that threatens the newly formed symbiotic relationship between the wealthy Park family and the destitute Kim clan. All right. So this is still a relatively new movie. I know a lot of people have seen it. A lot of people still haven't. But let's give a quick overview without some spoilers. Talk about whether you, you know what you thought about this movie, what you liked, what you didn't like. And then let's talk. give a quick would you watch this movie or should the people watch this movie? And then we'll jump into spoilers. So, yeah, uh, Mattson, let's start with you. Yeah, so heard some things about this movie. I have some family members that have seen this. I uh, had some coworkers that had seen this as well. This movie came recommended to me by multiple people. I, so everyone knows I'm the one that helps run our social media. I put this as one of our choices to the angst of JJ. Javier would have had that angst if he had known what this movie If I knew what this was, yeah. You can throw me in there as well, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I threw it on there, and my secret hope was it was going to win because I knew this would just... I didn't know what the movie was about, but I knew it was probably going to be controversial for us. And let's be honest, it was. Did I know what to expect? All I knew is people told me when I was about to watch this, they said, just be prepared. And I was like, prepared for what? Like, what is this movie? Gonna, is it going to be a murder? Is it going to be a mystery? Or whatever. And the story goes on, and I was just at the edge of my seat waiting for the thing to happen. And it took a long time to happen. Let's be completely honest about that. This movie was pretty slow, in my opinion. Very well acted. Great dialogue. But the last 15 minutes, man, I did like the last 15 minutes. That was like the what did I just watch moment. And it was a pretty unique movie for that. But, yeah, man, it, it, it definitely took a while to get there. 
Ian, what'd you think? That's a great question, JJ. Um, <laughs> I've been trying to figure out how to talk about this movie. And the only thing that comes to mind is like, you know, when you see that piece of like super abstract art and everybody's just like goo goo gaga over this piece of art and you don't get it to save your life. I feel like that's exactly how I feel about this movie. And <laughs> I, I don't, I don't even feel like I can or can't recommend it because I don't know if you really like abstract, crazy, weird art, maybe you'll like this movie, but I don't. I don't just run. I feel like my intro was all that needed to be said, man. Like some shit. Like, <laughs> dude, I think I think we have That's Ian's funny. definitely going to be our intro for this one. <laughs> oh, it was. Just, yeah. I that spoiler free version. I I don't know what else to say. I no, don't see it. <laughs> I love it. Thanks, Ian. All right, Javier. What are my thoughts on this movie? I feel Man, like... I wish... Hold on, sorry. I just wish people could see your face right there because it was like hand on the forehead. Like, it's like one of those... Like, where you're in pain trying to I... figure out a math problem or something. I feel like I finally understand like what it's like to be crazy. Right? Like that, this movie is what I imagine is like symbolism of what goes on inside a crazy person's head. Um, I also feel like I watched two movies. Like, I feel like I watched a comedy and then whatever the hell the last 30 minutes was. Uh, so it was kind of funny and also horrifying. And I feel like I got punked by our listeners. <laughs> All right, I uh, still love you, listeners. Yeah, oh, absolutely, especially Joe Gold. <laughs> At this point, I only love Joe Gold. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I was the one that was like, "Yeah, Matson wanted to watch this because of me," because I'd seen this movie before. So, a quick backstory: when we first started this podcast, we were originally talking about doing like a, a podcast on all of the best movie nominees. So, I went and watched all nine of them or eight of them or whatever the hell it was. I sat down and watched them all, which included this one. It won the best movie Oscar. So I was like, fine, I'll watch it. And I was like, like Javier, what the shit is going on right now? It's like, Ian, I have no idea what I just watched. And I literally sat after the movie was over for like five minutes, staring at my TV screen going, I have no idea. So the second time I watched this, which was, and I finished it as we were climbing on this podcast i literally was wrapping up for this the, the second watch and this look this movie is beautifully filmed it's very purposeful it's a big giant metaphor to the point that i think there's like six times in the dialogue where one of the main characters says it everything's so metaphorical that's so meta so i mean it kind of slaps you in the face with the fact that it's a metaphor for what's going on which we'll talk about in the the spoiler piece i'm sure but I have a different – after watching it the second time, which I was loath to do, I, I really wanted to slap Matson for putting this on here. But we, it was a request, so we were going to be watching it anyway. But my second viewing, after knowing what was coming, the first half of this movie I have a little more appreciation than I did the first time because it's kind of like what Javier was saying. To me, it is two movies. It's two separate movies that told in the form of the same characters, right? So I – 
would I recommend it if you were very art, like kind of like what Ian was saying, if you're very artistic and you want an artistic film, this is it. This is extremely artistic. It's very deep. It's very thoughtful. If you're looking for that kind of thing, I get distracted too because of the subtitles. And that's not to say that it's a bad movie because the subtitles, it's not. It's just that I get distracted. I really like to read. And then I'm like, oh shit, I'm watching a movie. So that was a struggle for me too. But on top of it, it's, it's, it is a confusing movie. I would say if you like artistic, if you look at critics, like high level critics, and you look at the Oscars and you go, I love the movies they say that are good. This is a, a movie you'll like. If you're like me and you typically like, numb your mind take me away from real life i don't need to be taught a lesson or shown the real world in any way i'm i'm not that's not my favorite kind of movie so i think it just depends on how you look movies whether you should go see it or not but there's my spoiler free so let's dive deep dive a little bit talk about this movie uh, so if you haven't seen it you want to before we spoil anything go watch it we're about to spoil the shit out of this crazy crazy ass movie so <laughs> Back away, go listen, come back, join us once you've watched it. Or if you just really want to know what the hell this movie's about, stay and listen for a minute. I don't even right, know guys. what this movie's about, so I don't know <laughs> how helpful I'm going to be here. <laughs> so let's dive in. What you guys think? Like, what are some of your thoughts beyond now that we can spoil this thing? Tell me what you guys thought. So one thing I just wanted to start that I thought was really cool, I came across watching this on Amazon Prime with the X-Ray. That house that was de- designed by that fictional uh, Nam Gong uh, individual, that set was completely built from scratch. Mm-hmm. That I was like, wow, like that seemed like a lot of work. Uh, so I just thought that was an interesting tidbit that I, I wanted to throw in there because I thought they were just picking out a random house. And I was like, dang, I want to live in Korea. Looks yeah. dope. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it was designed with the movie in mind. The reason that they had to build one from scratch is because they're, the visuals of the house, this is one of the things that people, and one of the reasons that it's done so well in award seasons and things like that is everything that's visually happening in this movie has a reason. So as you know, the Kim family lives in a basement apartment, mm-hmm. a semi-basement, semi-basement. Yeah. So all they get, they have to like climb up on something to look out the window to see street level. And those are actually real in Korea. And then they're real in a lot of places, but Korea, it's very prevalent in the less affluent neighborhoods to where you have these apartments where all you can see is the street level. If you look out your window. So the idea is, is they're the comparison again, between their destitute, very poor to the point that, I mean, they're just ridiculously poor because they're out of jobs. And then you look at the Kim family who they're always looking out the big Bay window into the backyard. That's their whole thing is that it's this beautiful view. And so it's that drastic comparison of here is the ultra poor and the ultra rich and the different view of life not just the view of the city and where they live. So that it's that comparison. And they built that house to be specifically designed to have a basement so that it can compare to their home and show that even the poor are down in the basement in the rich world. And then the rich who can look out the window and see the beautiful grass and the trees and not have to look at any of the urban landscape. It's just beautiful trees. So there was a purpose. That's interesting. Cause I was like, you know, for how rich they are, that's kind of a small yard. <laughs> small country. <laughs> but that is one thing that I'll say. So Bong Joon-ho, the director and writer, like he has some very interesting movies. Uh, Do you guys ever see Snowpiercer with mm-hmm. 
but they're on the train that never stops moving. Like it's like kind of a utopian or dystopian, like the world's come to an end and every human being lives on a train that travels the world constantly. And then the back of the train is full of the very poor and the front of the train is full of the very rich. It's quite a disturbing movie. I loved it. It's got Chris Evans in it and some very good acting and very, it didn't get very good reviews, but it was one movie that I really enjoyed, but that same director and writer, he's done some very thought provoking movies that are very disturbing. Just like this one. You know, I thought it was thought provoking, like plenty thought provoking up until it went crazy. Like (laughs) I was there and I was like, okay, I can see why people like this. This isn't that bad of a movie. Like it's kind of slow. Like you've, you've mentioned before, and I don't want to give the wrong impression. The acting was great. It was really well done. It was a beautiful movie to watch, but the plot like halfway through just goes haywire and it didn't feel like a twist. Like people kept describing it as a twist. And I don't feel like that was a twist. I feel like that was just shocking. It was jarring. Like it, it, and it just kept like spiraling down. And I don't know how or what to think about it. Like, I, I don't know. Again, maybe I'm like looking at something that and just completely missing it. But anyways, go ahead, Javier. No, I was going to bring up something that I may have totally missed too. Um, so at the end, yeah, because... I jump right to the end, I think, every time we record. So very sorry about that. But at the end, when you find out that the dad is, like, living in the basement and this, he writes this letter in Morse code and the son figures out, and he's like, you know what I'm going to do, dad? I'm going to get hella fucking rich and I'm going to buy this house. Like, if that was something within this kid's capacity this whole time, if all it took was, like, a little bit of, like, spit, grit, and duct tape to just be mega wealthy, what are we doing? What are we doing here like tutoring random people and like 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 ripping off a rich family? But that didn't happen though. See, and I think I think that was the point is it did though. Even though he thinks that, it's not going to happen. Cause Oh. I, so that little clip that they show is just his imagination. It didn't like actually Yeah, because then it came back yeah. to him yeah. finishing writing it. And oh, uh, to see, me yeah, that alludes that. to it's a pipe dream. Yep. See, that's the problem that I have with these artistic movies is I don't pick up on cues like that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but I understood what was happening when he was stabbing Mr. Parks in the chest. I was like, oh, I get this. You're speaking my language now. See, I was telling JJ this earlier. So you're telling me this crazy guy, he comes up the stairs and starts stabbing people. He starts with your daughter. He stabs your daughter. You see your son being carried out, bleeding out and unconscious, and this guy's going after your wife. And you're, you, what you feel like you need to do is stab the guy that you work for because he thinks you stink. Like I, <laughs> I had, I had a really big beef with that. Like, you're telling me I'm gonna, I'm gonna it. forego all my family and the possibility of losing each and every one of them just to stab some guy who thinks I stink. I mean, I get that, like. There's some raw emotions there, but your wife and two kids, like that's not more of a priority. I don't know. I didn't like that. Dude, I was so bummed that Jessica died. Me too. I like Jessica. <laughs> She's a baller. Yeah, she was she was like the only talented member of that family. She was the con artist. I'm not I'm not convinced that that, that kid can speak English. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Didn't they like say that? <laughs> JJ, why do you why do you think the dad stabbed Mr. Park 
because I'm trying to figure that out too. Like, I get the whole smell reference, but to Ian's point, like there was more to it. Sure. And it, it really, what it is, is it's the final. So this whole movie is about the disparity between wealth mm. and the lack of, right. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, and, and worldwide it's growing. I, I don't care how you look at it, the disparity, the difference between the ultra rich and the ultra poor, and even really every class in between the ultra rich and the ultra poor, that gap is widening every day. There's no way around it. There's no way to say that it's not true. It, it's just happening. It's the way it's the world we live in. This movie was about that disparity, the difference between the two. And for him, the, the for Mr. Park, which for me, this was like, this is my interpretation, right? But when I look at it, the ultimate insult for this man is his, his daughter's dying. Now, granted, Kim doesn't know that that's his daughter, but his daughter's dying. Um, his wife's in a fight with this crazy dude. And all that the Mr. Kim's worried about is getting his son in a car and the fact that Mr. Park smells bad because he spent last night in a shelter because his home was covered and it was full of mm. sewer water. So it was this ultimate, here's the poor versus the rich, the rich versus the poor, which the whole movie has these nuances about that. The, the Kims are very... They called them um, gullible at one point in the movie, but really they're just – they don't care because they don't need to care. They have the money to make sure they don't care about anything. So they're they're unaware of the nastiness of this Park family weaseling their way into their home because they don't realize that that's a necessity to do something like that, right? So at the mm-hmm. end of this, he stabs him. He makes the choice to stab him because it's the ultimate insult. You stink, and that's all I'm worried about while my son's having a se- – your son's having a seizure, my – daughter's dying my wife's in a fight with a madman with a knife who just killed my daughter basically and all you're worried about is how i smell it's the ultimate insult so that's why he chooses to kill him because it's you know he has everything that i dream to and aspire to have and will never have and he's mocking me at the worst possible time of my life Mm -hmm. yeah you're so i mean i get why he did it but it's it's extreme yeah one one thing I wanted to talk about, there was a quote in this movie that stuck out to me pretty prevalently. It was uh, the dad again. I forget. What's the what's the dad's name? I forget his name. The character name. The character name? Uh, it's pretty sure it's dad. Let's call him dad. And yeah. so he talk, he's, it's when after the their apartment floods and they're laying down, he's talking to his son and they're talking about plans. And he says something to the extent of um, the reason why I don't make plans is that means like nothing will go wrong. Basically, there's no expectation. And that's something that really stuck out to me. And I thought that was a thought provoking comment about the viewpoint of that, where someone like him who's been on rough times that doesn't seem like they can really get out of poverty if they set their aspirations on sites on something they want to achieve, but realistically know, can I really do that? Is it really going to happen? If they do do that, they're just going to be disappointed. They're going to be sad and they're going to be downtrodden. And then you juxtapose that with the the Parks, the, the very rich family, and obviously Mr. Park being a very successful businessman, probably lived his life by goals and was able to achieve those. And just seeing the different viewpoints uh, from that comment, uh, that was pretty impactful. It's interesting because like I've lived in a couple third world countries, and I think that is a huge differentiating factor between like those who are successful and those who are not. Because that's like not having a plan is a very common attribute between a lot of people who are in poverty in third world countries. They just kind of take life as it happens to them. 
But like, if you compare that to the Parks family, where they're constantly had a plan, right? Like they were constantly planning things. Um, and the times that the uh, the Kim family was successful is when they were planning on how to rip off this rich family. So I do think that's an interesting message that they had there. Yeah, the dad actually delivers. His name's Key Tech or Key Talk, something like that. I obviously I don't know how to pronounce Korean names, but because I know it's wrong, but that's his name. But the dad has a lot of interesting lines in this movie, especially because he's the one that like it's, he says they're rich but still nice, and then the old uh, nurses they're they're nice because they're rich. So it's just I I don't know. It's very interesting to me. The concept of here you are in this, you're stealing from this family, you're tricking this family, whatever you want to call it, but you're still able to say, oh, they're nice people. And then, the, well, they're nice because they can be. Well, and I, I, I would think that if they made that family into like mega jerks because they were rich, I would consider that pretty low hanging fruit. <laughs> you know, that's just easy to do. It's easy to de demonize rich people. So I'm kind of glad that they didn't, right? That you're still kind of on their side a little bit because they're, you know, not terrible. Sure. They're just made to seem really naive. Yeah. Which I guess in the situation that uh, you don't, I mean, if you can afford to be naive, then why not be? I mean, I don't think they wake up every day trying to figure out how to not get ripped off by poor people. So, <laughs> yeah. well, and they certainly don't have to worry about people drunk asses pissing in their window, right? <laughs> Which, <laughs> by the way, was one of the most visually entertaining parts of the movie—the water the, fight, the little water, the water fight. fight. Yeah, <laughs> and the daughter's filming it through the phone in the slow mo mode, and it's like the I was laughing so hard. Because it's just so silly. But at the same time, I could see that shit happening. I think the best part for me was when they when he discovered the underwear in his dry, the driver's car. <laughs> and he's like breaking it down, right? And he's like, he's like, why would you have sex in a car? But if you were going to, why wouldn't he have sex in his own seat? Why would he have sex in my seat? <laughs> and well, the best part is like, why would they why would you forget your panties and then they went into the whole like drugs bit of, <laughs> yeah however it was like I, to your point it was so thorough i was like man like clearly he's rich because he thinks of everything <laughs> except he's wrong but it was still cool yeah very very interesting that's actually it kind of segues to a good point what'd you guys think about the con that the family pulled up but let's be honest it really kind of jessica manufactured uh with the family bringing everyone in and taking all the roles over for me personally i mean i thought it was pretty cool like it it, it seemed believable to me i could i could see it happening by the the way that they paint the parks family especially the wife where she just wants the best people there and her line of I, I only take people basically that are recommended. And I thought that was so interesting because she's already starting to trust the the son and then the daughter. But yet she doesn't really know these people, but she thinks she does. And they're able to play on that and then put in these different claws to get their mom and dad in there. But I, I liked how that was portrayed. I, I did think that was unique and interesting. I, I, I'm trying to find a movie that I can feel like has done something like that as well done as they did it here. Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking the same thing. It's like Ocean. instead of Ocean's Eleven, it's the Kim Four or something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not a bad point. I mean, and it's really – I was impressed by the son who thinks on his toes because out of the blue, 
you know, just through conversation, you find out that the mom's proud of the son's weird abstract art, which I found really funny to Ian's comparison. I was like, well done, sir, because it had a lot of this mm-hmm. abstract art thought process through it. And then he picks up on I can get my sister a job by saying she's some art student because they just and they kind of throw it hits you right in the nose with it because that she forged the document for him and was really talked about art and was really good at the art part. But it was really interesting for him to think that quickly you know we've had problems with art teachers oh here's my chance and then they take it each one is progressively more nefarious on how they get that job for their family member the, the dad like you said they frame the kid for the with the panties in the in the car and then they literally poison the old maid with peach fuzz in order to get her to, and then tell her the only she has tuberculosis. People are the worst. Pour hot sauce on a freaking cough now, like tissue. I'm like, <laughs> are you shitting me right now? Like, how, yeah, that it's so dastardly, but you still kind of go fucking genius at the same time. Yeah, you know? it's hard not to respect the the commitment to getting your family, uh, your whole family job. Yeah, and doing the tuberculosis and the, the, as I don't know if they said the word, the cherry on top or the kicker when the dad goes to the trash can and it squirts on what something close to similar to Sriracha or whatever it is. And cause he knows yeah. the, the wife is going to believe it. And it's just, I mean, great con. And to be fair, they conned their way into those jobs, but they did their jobs. Right? Yeah. Like they worked, they, did. they were good at their jobs, except for that kid. He did not teach a lick of English. That kid was a worthless tutor. <laughs> no, Everyone he... else though did a great job. But he, he sure like that. motivated her, at least that first one when he's like grabbing her pulse. Like I was like, that's some intense teaching method there. <laughs> yeah. All it takes to learn English is vigor. Yeah. Like, this guy's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> what did I want to ask you guys just think back to when we got to the scene when the old housekeeper shows back up and she's like weirdly like happy and kind of like skittish and she goes down into the the basement that we've never been down there before and we don't know what's happening and then the the mom of the family goes down and she sees her pushing on that bookcase what did you what did everyone think was going to happen at at that point like what what were you anticipating Honestly, at this point, I was just like, this movie's so convoluted, man. Like, what next? Like, there could have been an alien down there, and I would have been like, yeah, okay, let's see how this pans out. Yeah, I didn't have any... I My notes say, what is this show? That's I had no idea what, what to expect at that point. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. Like, I didn't know... I thought maybe there was some valuables that she had been... Like, to be honest, when I first saw her, I was like, oh, she left something... And then when she went downstairs, I was like, I bet she's been hoarding some shit because it, you don't work as a maid unless you need things, right? Especially in that situation. And, or like, I, yeah, so that was my big thought is she left something maybe from the previous owner, the guy that she'd worked mm-hmm. for originally. So that's what I, I thought. I thought she hid like money down there yeah. or the family had like hidden valuables or money down there. Uh, but obviously didn't think it was her husband who had gone insane being down there for over four years. My goodness. What happened to her face? Did they ever explain that? The peaches? Is that what you're talking about? No. When- oh, is that because her face was all swollen and she was like cut up? No, didn't she fall? And maybe that's what it was when she fell? No, it was when she first showed up, somebody beat her up. It was the, the loan sharks had gone after uh... her. Oh. 
that's why she was going she was going back for her husband to make sure he got fed but that's who they were hiding from so i think she got beat up at some point my assumption it was the loan sharks looking for her husband because she'd been living in this home kind of hiding away with her husband the whole time that mm. so i don't think they ever knew about her and then mm-hmm. you know he she has to go somewhere else the natural place you go is anywhere else and so if they find out now that she's out and about instead of hiding in this rich person's home the maid's husband was clearly insane right like I me mean, clearly like he had screws pop i mean by what he did at the end dude that guy was in solitary confinement yeah. for four years yeah that would do it to you literally i mean that science proves that it does that to people so yeah that dude was batshit well and the worst part is is he's sitting under and he has to listen to this family living this perfect ultra wealthy lifestyle right where and that's what he was bitching about at that one point when he's hitting his head on the fucking button and doing the the first time you see him doing the the sos thing uh, he's talking about i have to you know i the fucking routine i know the dad comes home i talk to him when they're coming home like dude was cracked yeah, especially the respect chant or yell that he had. Respect! The respect, which I thought was interesting because he, my, my understanding was he was basically respecting and thankful for what he had based on what Mr. Park was able to give him, even though Mr. Park didn't know that. So he's <laughs> sending him this message to thank him, right? That, did I understand that correctly? Yeah, that's what I got. Okay. Yep. Just making sure, because there's a lot in this movie that I wasn't sure that I understood correctly. Yeah. I also, I love that when he comes up, he being the guy in the basement for four years and the maid, and then they have the recording of the family falling out of the stairwell, and he's holding the phone as she's like giving him a back massage. And he's like, ba- he says something to the extent of like, this button is like a missile launcher, uh, like a nuke and everything. And the family's there just on their knees with their hands up. And I just thought that scene was pretty comical because you know the power of sending that video. It destroys just everything that they've done for, I don't know if it's been weeks or months, but I thought that was pretty comical, but also a well-done scene just showing. I mean, we all know like the power of texting. Like you've got that information. You can ruin stuff. Yeah. I will give this movie, at least on the second watch, the first watch I was so confused about what was going on that I just did not understand most of what... I didn't see the comedy, but there were some funny moments in this movie. Like, I was watching the part after the dad pours the hot sauce on the tissue and then holds it up out of the garbage looking like it's bloody, and then he shakes the mom's hand, and then (laughs) she's like, did you wash your hands? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and he just kind of looks at her like uh shit <laughs> COVID-19 <laughs> shit was funny <laughs> so I did miss the first time some of the little humorous moments like the one you're talking about Matson, with the, the hands and I do love it like, get your hands up fuckers <laughs> higher, <laughs> higher. <laughs> that shit was great then doing the North Korean and his, he's just laughing there cracked as shit you do the best North Korean television analyst or newscaster i was like this shit's so weird such a strange movie a plot point that i maybe i just when the the guy in the basement was doing the morris code trying to be known in in dumb son how do you say the son's name damn son dumb son something the son of the parks family he was in his (laughs) tp and um he was uh, 
had his flashlight on, but then at one point they showed him like recording the 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 message, the doshes and dats. Uh, but I, I know, I think the next day was the party, but I, he never said anything about it. And I thought there was going to be some resolution where maybe the, the guy in the basement would have been found that way, but nothing ever came of that. And I was just wondering, maybe that would have happened if the crazy party events didn't happen, but want to know everyone's thoughts there, if that was a kind of a plot hole that they didn't resolve or things just happened so quickly that it, it didn't, didn't really matter that the sun logged that down. I think the kid was distracted to the party because he slept pretty much to the start of the party. Because um, mm-hmm. as the as the mom's setting up, as as the mom's setting up the table, the the dad's like she's still sleeping. So I think the kid was sleeping up to the party. Kid like that wakes up and goes, "Oh, party for me! Uh, yeah, he's done and he's distracted." But I, th- I don't think you're wrong. I think if the knucklehead hadn't dropped his rock and hadn't got down there, gotten his ass beat, now we don't have the same situation, right? The kid probably at some point says. The lights are flickering. Of course, they all think he's crazy anyway because he saw the dude when he was younger on his birthday and thought it was a ghost. Oh my gosh! So freaky. How how did you? That was that creepy. Part, the Javier? whole like eyes, the glowing eyes, oh, or whatever. Dude, what do you think of that? Horrifying. Oh my gosh! I was like, oh, what is going on? Because I actually thought that this was turning into like a slasher horror movie. <laughs> and I was like, Mm-mm, no. I kind of did too, though. In a sense, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I was kind of on Javier's. I thought uh, I got bamboozled. I thought it was had <laughs> for a second there. It literally turns into a slasher movie. <laughs> yeah, it does, but it's not a. It wasn't as scary as I thought it was gonna be. <laughs> the Khan family's son, who takes the rock to the to the head, or whatever. Man, I thought he was dead. Like, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, there was a lot of blood. Well, he did Honestly. wake up after brain surgery. So, I mean, it did get him pretty good. That part was wicked when the dude yanks on that rope. Oh, pulls oh, him man. backward. Oh, damn, that was rough. I was like, man, this movie got brutal. I still would have preferred Jessica to live and that kid to die because I did not like his character. <laughs> that character was so stupid. That's why it had to you be mean, him. like him making up this uh, high school sophomore. Yeah, he's like a little pedophile. We're talking about Waco, right? But this kid's like totally being a little creeper on some high school girl. <laughs> and we're just like glancing over that like no big deal. Keep in but mind like, though, most most countries don't have the same school system that we do. Most most other countries, university, high school ends or schooling ends, formal education or not formal, but public education ends very young. I think in England, it's like 14 or 16. And then you go to university after 16 and you have to choose to go to what would be considered senior high school here, freshman to senior high, senior year. That stuff's not public and everybody goes in most countries. That's here. That is not a universal thing across the world. Jeez, Javier. So there's a very good chance that he was only a couple years older than her. Yeah, but if if someone is 16 and someone's 18, that's only a couple of years, and it's still not okay. Still illegal in the States, but in most countries, that's also not illegal, my friend. <laughs> hey, we love all our listeners around the world. I feel like we touched on some good points. Is any, I know everyone else is kind of like dazed, and that's certainly where this movie has left me, but does anyone else have any thoughts or questions they wanted to get across? Because I think I've I've asked what I wanted to ask you guys. Why is this movie so long? Yeah, that's it. I forgot about that. Mm. It's way too long. It's so long. Nothing happens to the last like 40 minutes. Like <laughs> that's not fair. Like things happen, but like it really doesn't start becoming interesting to the last 40 minutes. It reminded me of like the Gilmore Girls. It was a very 
dialogue heavy movie in or like Dude, a, you, you keep bringing that up and i gotta be honest man i've never seen gilmore girls i i well, never the only reason i've seen gilmore out. girls is because my wife it's like her background thing so but it's very dialogue heavy and that's honestly what the first part of this movie made me think of because they the story just kept going with dialogue 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 Matson, if you secretly liked gilmore girls you can just tell us <laughs> like it's not that big of a deal so on the length of the movie, I will touch on the fact that <laughs> just save him like that. Christ. <laughs> I'm trying to save the podcast. I, mean, I, mean, I, I don't give I'm a not, shit. About I'm not going to say enough. I don't like Gilmore Girls, but I've definitely seen it enough where to, for me to say I don't like it would be not correct because I've seen too much of it. There you go, progress. I'm proud of you, Madsen. Admitting you have a problem is the first step. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not I I was criticizing the dialogue just to be frank there. So to get back to Parasite, I did have one. So you guys talk about the length and the, the, the difference is, is that the second half doesn't. OK, so the first half is all about this destitute family that makes their way and gets themselves into a pretty good position. And by pretty good, I mean, for them, really fucking good. Even to the point that they were talking about at one point, they near the middle of the movie, the dad was talking about the amount of money that they're bringing in to their home based on the four jobs that they now have with this family. So the first movie shows that you can dig your way out. It might take some devious shit, whatever. This is the life of the poor. You do what you can to get money. The second half is hold tight because shit can still go wrong. And that's where... You know, you get comfortable and you can see in the moments leading up to the shit storm that happens in the second half of this movie, they're very comfortable. They're laying on this family's couch. They're eating their food. They're drinking their booze. They're in a very comfortable place and they're starting to take for granted what they've done. They forget that they're in a very volatile situation. All it takes is an old maid to show up or a rainstorm that causes the family to come home. Or if you really want to go to pure and unadulterated shit show, they both happen at the same time. And then now all of a sudden you're throwing, you're poisoning and throwing some, kicking someone down the stairs, which by the way was epic because that was the most nonchalant fuck you, kick you backwards down the stairs. <laughs> and they're hitting that wall. I was like, oh God, the thud. Was, oh, I thought she was dead. Oh, I did too. I, she got up. I'm like, yeah, so wow. She's like, I'm dizzy. No shit, Sherlock. Your head's still on the wall. Well, she got back up and I was like, okay, cool. This is still a comedy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Christ. So I think that's why the length is they want one, the viewer to get comfortable going, oh, look, this family's gotten themselves into a good position now through shitty means. And then the second half is here's what fucking goes wrong when you put yourself in a position that you've lied, you've hurt, you've eventually killed, and you've done all of this just so you can have money. So, it, yes, it's long, but there is a reason for it. It is basically two movies, the buildup of how you get there and the buildup of the fall and then the showing the fall. What did they do with the money? Like you never see them spend it. They always smell bad. What What did they do with the four-income household that they had? I don't know. And whatever they did do, if I would imagine that it was all in the home that got flooded at the end. And obviously, they were buying some nicer clothes. Didn't Jessica put some up in the ceiling? Yeah. The daughter did put some there. They don't trust banks. No. Did you? Uh, man, the scene, though, where the house is flooded and she's sitting on the toilet smoking a cigarette. Ugh. I was like, wow. Disgusting. That was crazy. The visual of that was pretty... Like, that's rock bottom, folks. <laughs> but she was completely comfortable. Like, she's just like, eh, whatever. I'm smoking a cigarette while 
shit waters flying out of the front of the toilet like it's trying to talk to her. I was like, wow. I'm doing my toilet wrong because they had a throne. And a man's toilet should be his throne. Yeah, you had to walk up the stairs. Yeah, so I'm talking. And about. look out the window as you're taking a shit. Yeah, that'd be great. I just like what a power move. Like if I were to do that right now, I'd be like, "Hey, what's up, Greg?" To like my neighbor as I'm just like taking the Browns to the Super Bowl. You know. All right, so we should we rate this mess? Let's do. I don't even know how to rate this, dude. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm at a loss. Like. That's why Javier should go first. I I was just about to say, we're going to make you go first then. Oh, my gosh. I don't even know. Okay. Give me a benchmark. You got to go with what you feel. So I'm thinking about benchmarks, man. And and is a benchmark going to help for this movie? I don't know. There's nothing to compare it to. Exactly. Your ceiling is five, which is Jurassic Park. (laughs) (laughs) And... The bottom end is don't say it. Oh, okay. Yeah, 1917 <laughs> works. And then right smack dab in the middle is the town. <laughs> okay. Um. Oh, I'm gonna give this a. You know, I, I want to give this. Ah. Uh, oh my gosh, this is so hard. This is the hardest thing I've done all day. Okay. Um. <laughs> I'm gonna give this a 2.5. Yeah, I'm gonna give a 2.5 because. I did laugh a few times. I was pretty intrigued considering I just I was just reading the whole time. And normally if I have to read, I just read a book, you know. But as far as that goes, it's pretty good. It was funny. It took me by surprise. So yeah, two point five. That's the kindest two point five rating I feel like you've ever given. You were not that kind to the town when you said balls. Like I'm assuming Javier, you're not gonna rewatch this movie. Uh no, but if I ever take like LSD or like DMT or something like that, I might. <laughs> I bet this movie would be trippy on something like that. Now that's funny. All right, Ian, you go next. I don't want to go next. <laughs> I don't think any of us want to go next. <laughs> I I will rate this. Man, I feel like a 1.5 is high. I'm not going to lie. Whoa. But I'm going to go with a 1.5. And I will say, like, I do think it was beautifully done and the actors were great, but it was just so abrupt. Like, it really did feel like two movies. We've mentioned that a couple of times. And I just felt like it detracted from, I was, there's so much shock going on that I didn't stop to, like, think about all this inequality and all the the, the story that was actually being told. So for me, it just was... I don't know, chaotic. It felt really chaotic. In fact, I went and tried to explain the plot to somebody right after I I watched it, and it it went yeah. It it's was hard. Just, it was super hard, especially when you get to the the end because the first half's easy. That's like it's like you know it's little they pull these cons. Anyways, we've talked about it, but one point five. And, and then I, you don't want to say just go watch the movie to understand it because you don't want to subjugate anyone to that. I don't. Well, and I'll be honest. So I, afterwards I went and looked, I spent probably an hour looking at reviews and seeing all these wonderful things that were said about it and just trying to figure out and like make the connection on where I was so off base that I didn't like this movie. So, cause I think it was like a 99 on Rotten Tomatoes for the critics and like a 90 for the audience. And it just blew me away. It's super I'm hard. pretty sure it's just a bunch of people pretending to understand this movie. It's a conspiracy theory, man. Jumping on the bandwagon. 
It's yeah, possible. we're the woke ones here. I did so, laugh. Ian texted me, I think it was earlier today or yesterday or something, and he's like, <laughs> what, did, what was it you said? I laughed like so hard because I got your text. Oh, and you were just I like. W- I wanted to know, maybe this isn't what you were thinking of, but I wanted to know what Javier would rather do than watch this movie. Oh, again. yeah, that's right. I wanted to start asking that question. That's, like, that... what would you rather do, Javier, than watch this movie again? Um, I think I would rather melt down glass into like a liquid form and slowly drip that into my eyes and the <laughs> eyes of all humanity. So no one has to watch this movie ever again. In fact, now that I'm saying that, I think 2.5 is way too high. I think I'm going to give it a two. <laughs> too late. It's locked in. That's hilarious. No, I was going to say, that is funny, and I'm glad you remembered that, Ian. But for me, it was like, you were like, am I missing something? Why do people like this movie? <laughs> That's a, It's like, is it me? Am I wrong? Yeah, I laughed. I, I mean, you got to ask that question. You got to ask that question. You're never wrong. All right, Matt. You'll, you'll be saying something different when we film Waco again. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that Waco. should be interesting. Yeah, tune in for that one on Tuesday. Bootlegger. All right, uh, for me... I'm going to have a different tune here. I When we were talking about ratings, the number popped into my head, and I feel okay with this. I'm going to give it a 3.5. Obviously very different than everyone else. Oh. This movie held my attention, kept me at the edge of my seat because I was waiting for like the Big Bang. I liked the ending. I liked how chaotic it was and just random and different, and this movie kind of leaves me asking, what did I watch? But I kind of like that feeling. Uh, the reason it's a 3.5 and not higher... It's slow, like it's it's definitely a psych, like a, a mental thing you've got to commit to. And for that reason, I will say I wouldn't watch it again. But should people watch it? I would say, yeah, if you want to have something to talk about with your wife, your girlfriend, the people you watch it with, you're going to have a lot to talk about after watching this movie because you're going to say the same things we did. What did I just watch? And I think that's an an interesting thing to have something to talk about over dinner or over drinks or whatever it may be. It's not like a movie that's in my wheelhouse, but I'm not here to say it was a bad movie. I think it was a well-done movie that is, that's what as I'm Ian for. said, very abstract. <laughs> and it's not everyone's cup of tea. Uh, but there was enough of that tea that I liked some of it. All right, that leaves me, huh? So I'm going to do some really weird shit. The first thing I want to say is, I will never watch this movie again. Like you couldn't force me to. Yeah, twice is more than enough. I, I yeah. I, I will, once is enough. Once is so. Here's the th- so here's the thing is I'll never watch this movie again. I did not love this movie. I don't like, but but it's it's a personal preference. I don't enjoy movies that try to shovel moral lesson down my throat most of the time. I don't like metaphorical movies that try to teach me about real life it's and and look i'm not i'm not destitute i don't know what it's like to be that poor i don't care to know what it's like to be that poor and that's very shitty and very cis white male of me to say but it's true i don't want to know so i go to movies to escape reality so i don't love this movie in that it's very dark it's very realistic and especially the first half a lot of ways because These are things that I could see people in desperate situations doing, right? So that being said, I don't love this movie. I don't enjoy this movie. I won't watch this movie again. That being said, I'm going to rate this movie higher than I should. But I, because it is a well-done movie, it's well, the cinematography is beautiful. The 
to me, like the dialogue is very smart. It's very, it leads you down a path. The movie takes you through some serious twists that obviously you aren't expecting. It also does tell a story very well and makes you see it, you know, that what it's trying to show the differentiation between poor and rich and how that can affect your life and where you're at and how the, you know, the lack of can cause extreme reactions and same with having so much can cause extreme reactions. The movie is very well made. So from a critical standpoint, I'm going to give this movie a three and a half, which is way higher than I want to give it. I want to give it a one because I don't like it. But the movie is good. It's well done. And it's actually a very beautiful, very well done movie from a perspective of the artistic point of view. So I'm sticking with that with this movie. This does not portray how I feel about this movie. It portrays what this movie is from an artistic standpoint, if that makes sense. So there's my rating. Wow. And that you for being able to step outside because I can't do that. If I hadn't watched it the second time, I wouldn't have. The second time I watched it very differently and it was... I knew what was coming, so the shock value wasn't there. So I was able to look at the movie from that perspective, which makes me – I have to give credit to that fact because of the fact that I love movies and I love the art that goes into them most of the time. So I did have to give credit for that. So that's why the rating's so high. So we had a pretty uh, pretty wide range there. Yeah, it was kind of all over the place. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's 3.5s for JJ and I, Ian a 1.5, Javier 2.5. Can you change mine to a 2? I can't. Gotta go off the gut. Or won't. Yeah. He already said 2.5. The podcast isn't he's over. Only changing it because of group yeah. think. No, he's changing it because he was trying he had to go first and he didn't want to go too low. And then he realized no, I didn't go low enough. Yeah, but yeah, that's what you live with. That's the first one. You, you, you set your bar. Group think because every time I go too low, you guys fucking crucify me. Don't <laughs> 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 give me this bullshit about like being, you know, independent or whatever. I hate the two. All right, let's let him change it. All right. Let's fine. not make a habit of that. But I do understand the situation, Javier. Oh, did you just call me dad? I'll fucking bend you over my knee like dad. <laughs> we watched too much Parasite today. All right, so, Mattson, why don't you tell them where they can find us? Yeah, you can officially find us on social media at What's Our Verdict and also our YouTube channel at What's Our Verdict where you'll be able to see our newest segment with reaction trailers for upcoming movies, which we are ecstatic about. Come give us a look. Again, What's Our Verdict for all of our social channels and YouTube. Just recently uploaded a couple of trailers. We're going to be doing and dropping trailer reactions every Wednesday. Uh, They're short videos, four or five minutes, maybe a little bit longer. Really excited to engage with you guys through video as well. And then for our podcasts, uh, you can find us at What's Our Verdict Movies uh, for our movie segments on Apple um, iTunes, iTunes, sorry, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you find fine podcasts. And then our What's Our Verdict TV uh, can be found in the same segments as well. And we're really excited to, to get you guys to engage with our content. Be sure to, to drop us a review. We love five-star reviews. Uh, subscribe to our podcast and follow us on social media. We love suggestions. We want to know what you want us to review. Just like today, Parasite was a fan suggested watch, and we love doing that. Absolutely. And if you do have one-off requests, either slide into the DMs or send us an email at host at whatsourverdict.com. We'd love to, to do that. We've done a number of, of requested videos as well. So we'd love to watch those movies. Thanks, Matson. Appreciate that. 
yeah, guys, as always, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it. And that's the verdict. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Bye-bye now. Cinemagic out. <laughs>